This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. And a very good evening, everyone, on a night that President Trump says that he has been indicted in the classified documents probe and will appear in federal court tomorrow in Miami, becoming just the very first former president to be indicted on federal charges. Uh, boy, do we have a local story of our own taking place here in Rhode Island. By the way, on the Trump stuff, stay tuned. Uh, any relevant developments that come in either here on the podcast or on the radio, we'll be continuing to follow that. We have a lot planned for 2024 as we approach the presidential cycle. Uh, in fact, even in, in the calendar year 2023, there's going to be a, a lot going on in that department. So stay tuned for that. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not this even impacts the Trump fan base, right? Uh, or does it further uh, invigorate them? It's such a bizarre situation there. But folks, I wanted to hop on right now to just just kind of offer some thoughts on a major, major local story that's been playing out really for several months at a certain level, but today came to a head. And that's this Philadelphia trip involving two state officials, one of whom engaged in unbelievable remarks and behaviors on this 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 visit on behalf of the state of Rhode Island. And I'll give you the very, very quick synopsis. If you're not familiar, I highly recommend take a look at the Providence Journal, WPRI, the Boston Globe. There's a lot of excellent journalistic accounts of this story. And what I'm going to share with you tonight is going to actually be kind of a brief uh, set of thoughts. And I'll read from this uh, letter that was released today um, by the governor's office, and and I'll explain what all this is in just a second. But folks, uh, I I just want to be very clear that this story, there's a lot of different layers to it. There's a lot of different levels to it. And I think the big thing that, that we look at when we start to take a step back from a story like this is how is somebody who engages in the type of behavior that is detailed in the email, in the, in a letter that was released today by the governor's office. How does somebody like that retain a $170,000 a year job, a $17,000 a year job, a $7 an hour job, if that even exists, whatever? How does somebody stay employed engaging in the type of behavior that is outlined in this particular story? It is unbelievable and it is utterly shocking and it is a disgrace. Now, there have been reports of uh, that, that, that the one of the, the main parties, a Mr. David Patton, uh, suffering from mental health challenges, and that is either a cause of the behavior or a cause for the details of this behavior to not be released to the public until it was essentially forced out. Um, and, and perhaps all of that is true. That does not excuse in any way, shape, or form what was revealed today. So in a nutshell, I'm going to give you the very, again, very quick synopsis here before I offer a little bit of opinion. I had to hop on. I had to offer a take on this tonight because it has been stewing throughout the course of the day. We've been covering it all day on the radio, and uh, you know I've had a chance to think about this on my own, and, and I just wanted to make sure I had a, it, it could react immediately. And that's why I'm hopping on this evening. So... Governor Raimondo uh, awarded a contract to a Philadelphia firm called Scout to develop the Cranston Street Armory, okay? Um, Earlier this year in March, two state officials were set to go down to Philadelphia to meet up with Scout and explore uh, in a day trip 
type of um, corporate courtship environment, uh, explore some of the, the development that this scout had done down in the Philly area and sort of advance that contract to the point where perhaps action was going to be undertaken here in, in Rhode Island at the Cranston Street Armor. So that's the purpose of the trip. Who went down? It was director uh, Jim Thornson and director David Patton. Now, after this trip on March 10th, there had been some buzzing. There had been some discussion that there was some bizarre, in fact, even highly offensive behavior exhibited by David Patton on the trip. And that there was an email, a letter sent to state officials, very benignly, state officials de- describing this behavior. Members of the media wanted that letter. The governor's office refused to release it. WPRI Channel 12 and the Providence Journal each filed APRA requests. This week, Attorney General Peter Narona said, yeah, this needs to come out. It meets the standard. It was released today by the governor's office, and the contents are shockingly ridiculous. And quite frankly, an embarrassment to the state of Rhode Island and a furtherance of a lot of the um, notion that there is a hierarchy of privilege when it comes to certain state employees, and it's a disgrace. In in this letter, I'll read. I'm going to read read for you right now in, in part. Okay, it was sent to Jeff Britt, a political insider, Dem- old guard Democratic Party uh, regular, so to speak. It was sent to him by Scout. That's the Philly organization. Okay, and they write the following. Jeff, we're writing to you to outline a series of bizarre, offensive, and unprofessional actions from Director David Patton and Director Jim Thornson on their visit to Philadelphia on Friday, March 10th. We are embarrassed, shocked, and quite frankly at an impasse for how to work with people who are so blatantly racist, sexist, and unprofessional. This reflects incredibly poorly on the state of Rhode Island and their leadership. There were many off-color, bizarre, and concerning remarks we're going to focus on the two most egregious racist examples to hopefully shed some light on the situation. Okay. So the night before they leave, all right, Patton sends this text message to Scout. He writes, please have fresh coffee with milk and sugar and the best croissant in Philadelphia ready for me upon arrival. Director Thorson likes Diet Coke. Have a cold six pack waiting on the table for in your conference room. You have three hours to convince us to give you $55 million with a wink emoji. I mean, this is, on the one hand, you could say, ha ha, you know, whatever. It's also, it's kind of extortion. And grounds for immediate termination on that and that alone in any reasonable context, right? So they go, uh, the letter goes on. Apparently they go to a Jefferson Wyeth Wellness Center to meet with a Mark Altshuler, who's a doctor, he's the clinical leader of the, that center, an associate professor and physician of family medicine and community medicine. And Patton, according to this letter, spoke in an extremely loud tone, and both he and Thorson asked questions about how they treat homeless people in insensitive ways. Questions like, do you really let homelessness here in front of patients and staff? Followed by a series of questions about if they administer colonoscopies, pap smears, beds, and other questions. However, the situation escalated when after hearing Dr. Altshuler's passion for helping those less fortunate, Patton asked, when you go to the bars at night, you must have to swat off the women. Dr. Altshuler responded, no, I'm happily married. 
Patton then asked Dr. Altshuler, you've got some ethnicity in you. Dr. Altshuler sternly responded, no, I do not. Patton continued, then you are Italian? Dr. Altshuler responded, no, I'm not. Patton then asked, what is your last name? Dr. Altshuler said, Altshuler. And Patton said, where's that from? I've never heard of it. Dr. Altshuler responded, I am Jewish, to which Patton said, Mazel Tov, and that he knew Jewish people in Brooklyn where he grew up. Altshuler said in his 25-year career working with people of many different nationalities, he has never experienced something this brash and insensitive. The letter goes on. On their visit to Diodora, you know them, they make the you know, soccer products. They, they're also involved in this visit, in this uh, example of development that Scout is capable of. On the visit to Diodora, we explained that this was their U.S. headquarters and therefore was not a shoppable space. Okay. But Thorson apparently uh, demanded product. All right, this guy's there. He wants. He's, he's, he's demanding product, which eventually, in the corner of the letter, they acquiesce to. Whew. This is crazy, man. I'm about to read this. They were notified in an irate phone call from the U.S. CEO of Diodora, Brian Pomer, at 5.12 p.m. asking us who these people were and why we would have allowed them into his space with many expletives in between. During our visit, Patton stayed speaking with an employee and they offered him a pair of sneakers from their stock. Remember, he was he wanted product to take home with him and even though it wasn't a shoppable space. He somehow got the product. Upon receiving the sneakers, he apparently said, are these made in China? I hope not because I really hate China. And then proceeded to direct his attention to female to a female Asian staff member in the room and say, no offense, hun. The CEO is livid and he has asked for their information to file a public complaint if these are government officials. He is also married to a Chinese woman and has two half Chinese children. These were unfortunately only two incidents in a long stream of events that were frankly unprofessional, bizarre, and at times offensive. All right, so the letter goes on. Look, here's the thing. Patton should have been fired immediately. And the governor's office should have been out in front today after the release of this with either a press conference or a, they did put out a statement, very short statement. But look, this is a bad hire for the governor. Okay, now, now some members of the media, I, I did see Ted Nisi say, hey, this is the fourth investigation into the McKee administration. Okay, this is a unique situation. And the governor's getting screwed on this one, no question. But it's also his guy. And you've got a situation where the argument is being made that this guy's suffering a mental health breakdown. And that is why his behavior is what it is. Let me tell you something, folks. Regardless of any mental health breakdown, this type of racist, sexist behavior, okay, is unacceptable in every way, shape, or form. This guy should have been terminated on the spot. All right? I mean, th th this guy should have been terminated on the spot. How about this one? When Director Patton said to our managing partner, Lindsay Skenapikcho, what, or pardon me, what he said was unacceptable and clearly sexual harassment. While getting coffee just as the day began, Director Patton made comments to Lindsay directly about her appearance and going so far as to say, Lindsay, where's your husband? Why is he in Australia? Good thing you're married or I would move to Philadelphia. 
And if I knew your husband wasn't going to be here, I would have come last night. So, I mean, this guy's a total clown. Mental health breakdown, uh, it, it, it can be used in a way that denigrates the experience of people who suffer significant mental health challenges themselves. We don't know what kind of meds this guy's on or was supposed to be taking and wasn't taking. We don't know what personal experiences he went through. We don't know his state of mind, but we all face different levels of challenges. Some of us are clinically diagnosed. Others are not. At the end of the day, the behavior exhibited here is completely unacceptable and should have resulted in termination. Now, I understand that there are HR procedures. I understand that there are guidelines that would prohibit perhaps a a, a clean cut, but this guy should resign immediately. He's not resigning. It's based on, I believe, so that he can continue to receive the health care that he's receiving for the, the alleged mental illness that he suffers from. And we don't mean to denigrate that. We don't want to denigrate his experience, challenges, struggle, whatever it is. This guy is an ambassador. We talk about economic development, especially in, in terms of the housing piece and attracting new ideas and people who are effective leaders, effective developers of of dreams, of concepts to our state. You think about all the people, you've heard them here on this show, you know them in your lives, that work on housing, that work on economic development, that work on major projects, that try to bring this state to a higher level in various sectors and even just in their day-to-day lives. And the work that they do is overshadowed by this absolute clown, David Patton, who should resign immediately and is a disgrace to the state of Rhode Island. He is an embarrassment to the McKee administration. He's an embarrassment to the state of Rhode Island. He should resign immediately. Now, there's the other level that this email should have been released immediately, in my opinion. Now, they're going to make the argument that that it exposes a, a, a medical challenge with respect to Mr. Patton's mental health issues and that's what prohibited them from releasing it them being the McKee administration they should have released this immediately there should have been a press conference and there should have been a termination and the fact that there wasn't is concerning I can't understand how anybody can stand behind a guy who performs in this type of manner as depicted in this letter David Patton should not be a state employee making $170,000 a year right now. He shouldn't be making anything from the state of Rhode Island. I wish him well. You don't want to see anybody struggle. This guy's a racist. This guy's a misogynistic pig. This guy's a disgrace to the state of Rhode Island. And he should be out of his job immediately. And it is a shame that when you have a concentration of people in this state, who do the type of work on a day-in, day-out basis when it comes to economic development, when it comes to addressing the homeless crisis, when it comes to um, thinking about progressive, and I mean that not in the political sense, but in terms of moving forward in an industrial sense, healthcare, when it comes to economic development on the level of housing, and yes, that, that economic development piece as in coming in and transforming, transforming space into livable space, The day-in, day-out work is overshadowed by this. The, those people will rarely get a moment in the spotlight. Yeah, the cursory award, perhaps the column, the podcast or radio or television appearance here and there that will elevate their profile for a moment and people within the circle 
that they operate in know who they are, know they're rock stars. But the general public will once again be fed a highly negative story of a government bureaucrat letting down the state of Rhode Island in a significant way on what will likely become at some level. This is a New York Post level story. This will be in the New York Post. This is a Fox News level story, and it is an embarrassment to the state of Rhode Island. The only vindication at this point for us is a resignation or termination of Mr. Patton immediately and a, a, a calculus in terms of who our ambassadors are in any project going forward that does everything possible. You'll never be able to read someone's mind. You'll never be able to predict the future entirely. But to better understand and, and, and develop a system or systems to produce high quality ambassadors for the state of Rhode Island. What Mr. Patton represents is the worst of us, and we need to be representing the best of us, plain and simple. We cannot stand by as a state and fall further behind because of a clown. And am I saying there's others like him? Who knows? There's probably no one else quite like him. Yet this clown, this racist, misogynistic pig, was able to represent the state of Rhode Island on a high-profile and important project that is just one piece of a broader. It's not like this is the guy representing economic development for the state or housing for the state or whatever. It is a piece of a major overhaul that we are ideally going to be pursuing full speed ahead. But what we have is another example of a disgraceful performance fodder for talk radio fodder for locker room chat water cooler chat fodder for twitter and the state of Rhode Island loses David Patton should resign or be terminated effective immediately that is the only proper resolution to this matter anything short of it should call for an uprising by the people and other, not just the people, but those in government. This guy should be out. This guy should be out. Hate to see someone lose their job. Hate to see someone lose their health care. But what you hate even more is when you, you are given the responsibility of being a voice for this state, even in a small corner type project, and you let us down. That trust cannot be built back. This state needs to be a beacon of hope and a beacon of accountability and a place where we respect each other. David Patton is the antithesis of all of that. He's got to go. All right, we'll keep on top of this story, you know. We'll keep on top of this story for sure, and uh, a lot ahead. I know it's uh, we're getting obviously had a lot on the election side in in the last couple of weeks interviewing these congressional candidates. Some really interesting stuff there. Got a bunch of stuff planned. Rebuilding the studio. If you're watching, you might be watching video. We're about to add a big video piece. A lot of things happening in Bartholomew Town, um, and I can't wait to share them with you, but. This story pissed me off, man. The whole thing. Not 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 releasing the emails and then the whole and so I mean look, it's also 
you know, it, it, it is, it is, it's McKee's guy. It's Governor McKee's guy, but it's not Governor McKee either. You know, and, and I don't understand why you wouldn't get in front of this. I would call, if I was governor, I would call a press conference. I would have called a press conference. I would have said, look, these guys went down to Philadelphia and they engaged in this horrific behavior and they are both uh, being reviewed for termination and we're looking at all sorts of action and I want to apologize to the people at Scout. I want to apologize to the people at Deodora and, and, and the healthcare clinic and I want to apologize to the people to stay over down. Our ambassadors will do better. You know, but I'm not the governor. You know, I'm a songwriter and a podcaster and, and, a, and a reporter. All right. Maybe uh, I don't, I'm not saying I know everything, I, you know, but boy, this one, I don't like it. I don't think you should either. I really don't think you should like this one. There's no, nothing good that comes out of this situation. And what if, you know, we, we botched the development of the armory. Here we go again. Swing and a freaking miss, man. Swing and a freaking miss. You know? Swing and a miss. Talk to you this week.